You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. As I said, it's a wonderful meeting at Menangle on Saturday night. We get to see Don't Stop Dreaming. Hi, my name is Jeff, his favourite in one of the lead-ups, uh, the Allied Express Sprint. And, of course, in the Codina Sprint, you've got uh, Hot and Treacherous and Typo, the two favourites there. And Chris Barsby joins me. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Fascinating runner. Hi, my name is Jeff on the weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow as well. Cam Hart's locked away, so he's got a number of key drives. That being one of them, hi, my name is Jeff. Frankie Ferocious in the Chariots of Fire. So he's going to play a really key role there on Saturday night. So he's confirmed for tomorrow. And Tab, the boys have been busy. The markets are up for pretty much all of the features there at Menangle on Saturday night. Races 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So if you like to shop early, those markets are up. And don't stop dreaming, we spoke with Mark Purden yesterday. He's met with really good support for the Chariot, Steve. 2.40, the opening quote. He's now even money. Yours for theirs. So they're getting in early with the Kiwi. Don't stop dreaming. How good was Sure Thing Captain at 1,000 to 1 the other night, running third or $71 to better be the best. And the guy in the sulkies joining us, Chris. Yeah, Adam Sanderson. I'm keen to chat with Adam this morning about Sure Thing Captain and others, and he's online now. Adam, good morning. Morning, boys. Uh, did he surprise you in any way, shape or form? He, he went off at a million to one, like Steve said. So did he go above and beyond last week for you or was that what you were expecting? Oh, he, he, he certainly sort of went to another level, but he's he's always given us the, um, you know, the thought that he, that he could do it. So he, he sort of surprised us the whole way through. He's, he's had a pretty big, you know, 12 months and not many, too many horses can do what he's done. So it definitely wasn't a surprise, no. The campaign's been far from ideal. We spoke with Shannon last week. Uh, he had that little bit of a setback. It was a race against time. He had to go to Reckler for a trial on the Monday, then float down to Sydney. So w- with a, a much smoother campaign, I- is he right in the mix? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, obviously it wasn't ideal. Um, we'd have liked to have a sort of run before we got there. But, um, you know, if he goes throughout his career, he's, he's always sort of... You know, defied the odds, and, and it was the same Saturday. But um, you know, it, it's either going to go one way; he's either going to improve. I've said that, or, or he might be a little bit flat. But um, I can't see why it won't improve him. The other key thing about last week was the barrier draw outside of the front row. So you're given no favours with that barrier draw. But his gate speed. Were you impressed with the rate, uh, with the way he ran the arm last week? Uh, he's always had it. Um, we've always just sort of... Well, he, he's actually never drawn any good, so we've never had a chance to sort of use it in a good race. Yeah. And um, he, He's always sort of been one of those ones that when you do use it, um, you know, he can fire up a little bit. But he's he sort of done it by himself the other night, so I didn't have to, um, you know, fire him up. And, and he, he sort of worked across comfortably. And, you know, even when Merlin come across, he, he wanted to race him a bit, and it took him a bit to, um, you know, settle on his back. But, um, you know, he can hold his own out of the gate with any of them. When you ended up with 1-1 cover at the expense of Merlin, at the top of the straight, did you give yourself a, a, a chance? Was there a fleeting moment that you thought, I might be able to get past these horses? Uh, he, he sort of come around the corner and he, and he put a couple of um, you know rough strides and, and um, sort of dropped, dropped off a little bit. Um, but when he, once he sort of gathered back up and he, and he charged back on the back of him and um, pulling out, I actually thought, you know, I'm half a chance here. But, you know, just as I say, that chicken lead-up just sort of... Pa- the price their last hundreds, but um, you know, still fought 
as good as he could to the line. The, the, the fact that he put in a couple of rough ones, did that catch you uh, by surprise? He can do it. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it is. You know, he's quite narrow gated and he, and he can touch a knee a little bit. But um, I think it was just a matter of going that quick. And, you know, they were sort of scooting along there. And, yeah, you know, he was travelling sort of too good. So um, he's always done it. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things that he does. All right. Well, that was last week. That was the pale face adios. Let's talk about the big one this this weekend, the Chariots of Fire. You come up with a, a more favourable draw, uh, so you position nicely. Just looking at it, Frankie Ferocious, is he expected just to slide across and you can sort of run across with him? Is that how it's sort of shaping at this point? No, I, I don't think it's sort of as easy as that. It's going to be, you know... Um Mason Turnbull's horse is drawn, you know, right inside. He, he got out of the gate sort of sneakily quite easy last week and um, he, he'll be doing all he can to stay in front of them. So um, I'm just hoping it's just going to be, you know, breakneck speed and we can just, as you say, slot in behind and um, do no work and, you know, just have one, run, one last run at them. Given the depth in this four-year-old crop, surely they've got to go sub-50. They'll be breaking the clock here on the weekend. Yeah, they'll, they'll break 150 easy. You know, the track was rock hard the other night, so um, they've got it sort of set up to run run fast times. And uh, There's not one horse in that race that you wouldn't you wouldn't love to own. I think it's probably one of the best chariots, you know, I've seen for a long time anyway. Yeah. So if you get a similar type set up to what you did last week, whether you're one out, one back, one out, two back, without using too much petrol early, can, can he play a role in the finish? Sure thing, Captain. Oh, I can't see why not. If he if he comes out of the gate, you know, nice and, and settled and, and can just slot across and as I say they, they do just sort of run that upside down tempo, which, you know, it's all likely they can and um you know, it's gonna be hard obviously Mark Burden's horse is gonna be in front of us and most likely in front of us, so um, it's gonna be a hard one to run down, but I can't see why um, you know, we can't be competitive. Is it your fellow countrymen that you're most concerned about? Don't stop dreaming in Merlin? Oh, they, you know, they, you know, Mark Cronin's done it all, and you know, whatever that horse done last week, it's, it's going to be better again. And Merlin, you know, he was sensational the other night. He he fought all the way to the line, and you know, as they say, once you've had a look at an angle, you you seem to go better next time. So he doesn't have to go much too much better. And obviously, Frankie, he's he's gone to that new stable and obviously stepped up. So you know, it's, it's just a great race all around. Yeah, no doubt about that. Just your thoughts on Frankie Ferocious. You've raised him a lot up here. Um, have you seen a horse win as easy as what he did last time out? He went 49-2 and he looks so comfortable. Oh, yeah, pretty much everything he lines up looks comfortable to, you know, running time. So he's used to turning um, you know, rocks into diamonds, but now he's, he's sort of turned diamonds into a you know, platinum at the moment. So uh, if he finds the front comfortable, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to take a special one to run him down to. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the Chariots of Fire. Your drive is sure thing, Captain. I tell you what, you would have been disappointed with the news with uh, the barrier draw for Speak the Truth. Uh, he lines up in a Miracle Mile qualifier. He's going around in the Cordina, the first sprint heat. Outside of the front row, you would have been gutted. Oh, no, just used to it by now. Chris, you know, uh, between him and Sure thing, Captain, they, they don't seem to draw too well. So I'm um, just used to it. And as I say, it's only a bad barrier after the race. So, sort of, now that you've had, like, 24 hours to get your head around it, what are you thinking? What do you do from out there? Oh, honestly, I, I looked at the field and I thought I'm not looking at you again until Saturday. So, uh, <laughs> look, to, Saturday's not our grand final, obviously. If, if, if we were to, to make the Miracle Mile, it would be a bonus. But 
obviously, um, you know, we're, we're all set to sort of take part in that consolation and, and that'll suit him better. But uh, just in terms of the field, like, he's as good as any, but obviously drawing 10 and over, a, you know, a slick mile, it's, it's probably near impossible. Mm. Uh, it's a good point you raise, and Shannon outlined this last week, that you're looking at that uh, light horse free-for-all, the, uh, the old Bohemia crystal free-for-all. So whatever he does on Saturday night, he's building towards the following week. Oh, exactly. Um, I have to say, if, if he was to make the Miracle Mile, you know, it's a bonus, and he, he wouldn't disgrace himself, but um, he'll, he'll improve on what he did Saturday, and, and he'll be better again. And uh, that, that race just sits up perfect for him next week. All right. The, the trotting free-for-all on Saturday night at Menangle is the Tough Monarch. You're driving Van Sank. What did you make of the run last week? Yeah, I thought it was good. You know, he started off the long handicap and they just sort of run it at a speed where we, we couldn't get into it. And um, I, I sort of was quite happy with the, the way he found the line the last hundred. He, he, he didn't, you know, I said the track was quite hard and he didn't didn't seem to like it too much. So um, that, that's, a, that's a little bit of a worry if, it, if it's sort of the same this week. But... Um, you know, we hadn't had a run for six weeks, and I thought, um, you know, he went as good as he could have went. So this week is it better as far as the the, the setup here? Mobile start, uh, twenty three hundred. So, and we know he's got a fantastic record at this track. So, is this a much more suitable race compared to last week? Oh, it's definitely, you know, back to the mobile suits and twenty three hundred. Still a worry. It still sort of sees him out just just that little bit. But um, I think just in terms of depth, you know, he, he's right up there with the best of them and. He should be improved on, on last week. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed he, um, he brings his A game. All right. Constantinople's the favourite and deep into the red at 160. You're 750. You qualified for the Inter-Dominion. Constantinople didn't. Yeah, you know, we you know we sort of raced a couple of times in the heats and, uh, you know, I think we, we sort of beat him both times. And uh, he's probably every bit as good as us and uh, probably, you know, they're on, on par with each other. So it just would be sort of... I'd say the draws and um, being trained down there sort of helps. So, yeah, no, we're, we're as good as any of them. It's just, a you know, a matter of, um, you know, getting the right run. All right. The, the main trotting feature on Saturday night here at Albion Park is the Jim McNeil Trotting Championship final. You drove a heat winner last week, hide and seek, who's in the final. Is he capable of taking this final if he delivers what he did last week? Oh, for sure. If he, you know, if he steps and, and, and can settle in front of them, them two sort of favourites, there's no reason why uh, he can't be. He can roll, roll off um, sort of even sectionals and make it hard for them. And um, it's just a matter of um, you know bringing in his manners, which it's 50-50 sometimes. So um, yeah, there's no reason on, on ability he can't compete. Yeah, he was super impressive, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, he, he just—it's just a matter of getting away from the start. And obviously on Saturday night he's, he's drawn the second row, which isn't ideal. You know, they'll be squeezed up there, which. I don't know why they, you know, they, they they seem to intend on doing that for some reason, but it's not ideal. So um, it's up to it's up to Shane this week. So I'll be uh, watching with interest. All right, hey, you, you've got to go to Redcliffe tonight. Three drives, and I was just looking at it. So races one, nine, and ten. You'd be you'd be pretty thrilled with that, I'm sure. They're all for the Dixon Stable. Is there a winner amongst that trio tonight? Yeah, I'm just you know doing the right thing by Grant. You know, hopefully, um, you know, one day. He might repay me and give me a drive on Larry, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that will happen. But no, nah, we, we just go on there and probably just making up numbers, unfortunately. But um, just collecting the driving fees. Mm. Races one, nine, and ten. You would have been disappointed. Yeah, no, KFC's across the road, so that'll fill in a little <laughs> bit of time. Hey, appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight, and more importantly, on Saturday night. Hopefully, you can walk away with the chariots. 
No worries, Chris. Thanks very much. There's Adam Sanderson joining us. So, uh, yeah, three drives tonight. He's got to be there all night long, but uh, it'll give him plenty of time to do the form for Saturday night down there at Menangle. Speaking of Rickliffe tonight, Leonard Kane goes there. He owned the place last week. I think he had four winners. He's got four drives tonight. I'll be interested to see if he can do the same. Leonard's online. Leonard, good morning. Good morning. How are we? Very well. Can you walk away with another quartet of victories tonight? Oh, look, I'd love to say I could, but, um, you know, you can never go that, go in that confident, I don't think. Were you surprised last week that they were just sort of falling your way? Yeah, you know, um, we just, yeah, we had a little bit of luck, you know. The races fell our way a little bit, like you say. Um, we had, yeah, we had that luck, and I was driving the right horses and um, just managed to get the right trips. And, uh, yeah, it was one of them fairy tale nights. It just all worked out for me. All right, race two tonight, Vodka and Ice. Now, importantly, Oyster Stride comes out, who was drawn gate one. How big a, a plus is that for you with Vodka and Ice? Yeah, that's a massive plus for me, I think. You know, obviously, uh, Oyster Stride, they usually drive it quite forward. So it was probably going to um, ruin our party a little bit early, I think. But now that it's scratched, I think that's a massive plus for us and definitely plays into our hands. Do you plan on, on leading and can he go all the way if you do? Look, I think he can, you know, like last week was probably the first week we've had him uh, open bridle. We sort of, over the last few weeks, have eliminated a little bit of gear each time and uh, just tried to keep him happy. So last week he was probably the best he's ever been when I've driven him. He was sharp, he wanted to do it and, and he found the line good. So I think uh, if we can sort of obviously um, run the race to suit again like we did last week and um, obviously the plan to be out in front and and dictating, and then hopefully he's good enough to finish it off again. Vic Frost, Gale Geese, and their team's going well right now. Oh, yeah, they're flying, you know. They do a great job with their team, and, um, you know, they've got a lot of knowledge, and um, they've had a lot of good horses over the years. So uh, it's always definitely a plus to be sitting behind one of their horses. All right, race seven tonight, one chain road. You've driven this guy previously. He's at big odds with the tab right now. Is he capable here? Yeah, for sure, you know. Um, I don't think the horse is actually um, out of his depth in that and, and he's drawn handily enough. So um, hopefully we can we can sneak a good trip on him as well. And, um, you know, he, he's definitely uh, a uh, chance in that race, given the draw, I think. All right. What about Snack Time Rocks? You know this mare well. You've sat behind her a lot. Uh, you've got uh, success on her previously. Obviously, Connections are chasing that second win Q bread bonus. Will tonight be the night? Look, I'd like to say it is. Um, it looks the right race for her. She's obviously drawn positively. So um, hopefully, yeah, like if we can sort of get away, I'd um, I'd sort of be looking to probably want to hold up in that race tonight, I think, if I was to get away well enough. And, um, you know, her runs of late haven't been bad at all. She just probably hasn't quite been getting that luck that she needs or she's been meeting that one horse that's better than her all the time. So... Um, tonight sort of probably looks a bit more like her field and, and the draw's on her side as well. So I think if we can sort of uh, dictate a little bit in that race, she's definitely good enough to take it out. All right. And, and in the last race, can't be helped. It's bred to, to trot, but it paces. This is your first time sitting behind this horse from a good stable. What are you expecting? Uh, I'm expecting a, a good run there, actually. I'm, I'm sort of excited enough to sit behind this horse tonight. Um, so I've been watching it over the last few weeks and, and um, you know, it doesn't do anything wrong. So we've obviously got a positive gate and a uh, fairly even field. So I think, um, yeah, like if we can get a, a sneaky little trip there and not do a lot, uh, I think we'll definitely be hitting the line good late. 
What's the pick of your drives tonight? Uh, look, I'd have to say Vodger and I. Um, he's been going well and he's got the good draws, so I think I'd have to go with him. Right, uh, PB season for you last year, 2023, 125 wins. I want to ask this question. What's more important for you this year in 2024, bringing up another century or getting your maiden Group 1 success? Uh, look, it would be awesome to get maiden Group 1 success. Um, that's probably more on the bucket list than anything. But uh, over the last three years, I've sort of been lucky enough to drive over the 100 and each year I've better I've done better and better, so um, I'm heading in the right direction. If I could continue that and sort of just each year add to the numbers and, and um, you know, head in the right direction, I'd be happy with that as well. Yeah, you have been very consistent just looking at it over the last five years. The, the numbers are really good. Yeah, that's right. I've, um, yeah, obviously very fortunate. I get a lot of great opportunities and got a lot of good people behind me, so um, very fortunate to get good drives and, um, yeah, have the support from everybody. Awesome. Hey, good luck tonight. Appreciate the time today. Thanks very much. We're about to chat with Darren Clayton now, and we've got a lot to talk about, a lot of ground to cover, and he's online with us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you today? Very well. Did you choose that music to uh, intro introduce yourself there? Oh, if I had have had a choice, I probably would have thrown it on. I've always wanted to call a horse even flow. There you go. There you go. There's still time. Yeah, there yeah. is. I know. Just got to get the right horse. Right, eh? Let's focus on Reckliff while we're uh, we're open with the form guides here. Ten races tonight. We kick off at five twenty-four. We've just spoken with Adam and Leonard with their drives tonight. Where do we find your best bet tonight? Yeah, I thought there was uh, a few good chances there tonight. I I like one in the first um, number nine, Mister Quirk. I thought he's come up at a at a pretty good price, and he's a horse that's got uh, good form around the tighter tracks. Um, he went down to Tamworth, um, missed out on the Golden Guitar Heat, but he overcame the second line in one of the support races in the next uh, the next meeting down there. So he's fresh up here, but finds a race. There should be a bit of tempo early, and I think it look, sets up ideally for him. Race one, horse nine, Mr Quirk. OK, 4.20 with tab fixed price right now. Looks fairly open. The current favour there, Arnold Street 360, but you're keen on Mr Quirk. What else uh, takes your fancy tonight? Yeah, I thought uh, in race number five, uh, I thought another one at a little bit of value each way price, I think we'll get on Ghost Train. Um, this is a, a race that uh, the inside runners, not a great deal of uh, form to to present there. Ghost Train, he's won two of his past three. Uh, the favourite, Arnie Francis, drawn inside the second line. I'm just a bit worried where she'll end up. If she does get the, the passing lane, well, then she's in the mix. But uh, I thought Ghost Train, the way he's been going of late, this is a race that he could certainly win. And Angus Garrard is in form, um, the country's leading driver at the moment. And I think Ghost Train can get it get it home at an each-way price. Race five, number five. Okay, $5 with Tab right now, $1.80 the play, so there's some good value with your two selections there. Mr Quirk, race one, number nine, and race five, number five, goes train. That is the first leg of the main quaddy tonight, race five. Uh, how do we play the quaddy? Yeah, I think in that first leg, throw in number seven, Auntie Frances, as um, she'll get that trip possibly behind the leader. Not sure either way, but I think the winner could come from either of those two, five and seven. 
I think the second leg, um, that's a really tricky one, playing it wide. I've got number seven, Flawless, on top, but no no confidence in the gate there. She's probably a, a little bit more one pace, so she's going to be locked away and needing to sprint, so that's a concern. Mad Eye Reactor won't be far away, number nine. Um, he's got form behind Ghost Train. Uh, five, Feeling the Power. Wide Gate probably dents his chances a little bit, and Sunny Orlando was probably a better second last time out. He sort of led the chase behind a big winner, so we'll go two, five, seven, nine. In the third leg, happy to go one out with number five, Yukon. Be serious. Um, find this back to sort of this grade of company. It's a two win, two win race. She was a winner in really sort of dominant fashion at Redcliffe a few runs back, and then stepped up to a 50 to 53 contest so just highlighting the, the the ratings gap there back to only a two win grade she should be too strong and played a little bit wider again in the last i've got number five my old mate Bertles firefox on top certainly looks a race that he can win despite the wide gate nuclear bling was a good first up winner in queensland so can take benefit from that run but gate six certainly makes the task pretty tricky Number one, Snack Time Rocks can probably be an improver from the good gate. Um, just out of the money last time behind Yukon Be Serious, so um, back to the front line, a big plus. And depending on what she does early, that might give a good run to Crime Bros, another that uh, has formed behind Ghost Train. He was the favourite where Ghost Train was the winner. So we'll go one, five, six, and seven in that last leg. Okay, so the uh, the combo for the quaddy tonight at Reckler Races five through eight, five and seven into two five seven nine, five only one five six seven. So that's a grand total of thirty two dollars for one hundred percent. Yeah, and you can play that to to your budget, or you might even want to leave a couple out in those legs where I've gone a little wider. But uh, all in all, um, yeah, some of those legs just look a little bit tricky in that quaddy tonight. All right, so race one, number nine, Mr Quirk. That's one of your better bets. Good value there, 420. Race five, number five, Ghost Train at $5. So that's regular tonight, 10 races, 524. I want to pick your brains on uh, Menangle on Saturday night. There's Queensland interest, as we just heard there from Adam Sanderson. Sure thing, Captain. Are you surprised that he was the only one to qualify for Queensland last week out of that pale face Adios. We had for real live. He seemed to go skew if there at the, at the start. Maybe he crossfired. I'm not sure. RD's flash was never a factor. So that being said, is Sure Thing Captain the best four-year-old in Queensland? Um, well, if you look at that in terms of where he's ended up, he's our only runner uh, trained out of Queensland. I guess you've got Frankie Ferocious. We, we can claim him as, a, him as a Queenslander, even though uh, Jason Grimson's training him. But um, off that, yeah, look, I, I thought that was a, a career-best run from Shorthing Captain. Throwing the fact he was first up, um, drawn poorly, and he was really... And, really hitting the line well and I think he only just peaked in the closing stages as well and that could have just been the fitness sort of giving out and and the time that they've run in that race um, from from the front he's only beaten five meters and um, I was down in the stables at Albion Park on Saturday night um, and Scott Miller was there watching it and um, you know he was just to see the sort of the thrill and excitement that Scott got out of that performance um, you know it really augurs well for this this week and um, you know he's not drawn that that well, um, but that said, 
the amount of speed that's to the inside there and just how hard this is likely to be run if they can get just a nice little suck run um, you know I, I give him a real good hope of, of finishing in the money when you consider he was he was about $51 in that race last week well he's $31 here on Saturday night but it is you know, a better draw than last week, no doubt about that. So it'll just be interesting how much early speed uh, we see from a lot of these horses. So um, he, he's he's in the mix. He was very good there last week. What about the fact that there's only a week between the Chariots and the Miracle Mile? So this is different to how it's been in comparison to, to previous years. They've had that little bit of an advantage, the four-year-olds, where they get that extra time in, in readiness for the Miracle Mile. Completely different kettle of fish this year. How many four-year-olds do you think will be lining up in the Miracle Mile next week? This is, yeah, this is a really interesting question, Chris, because, like you say, it, it changes it a little bit. Um, you know, I even look at a horse like, say, Better better Be The Best comes out and wins the Chariots of Fire. Um, you know, you've got the big carrot of that, um, that Miracle Mile run in front of you, but then you look at the fact that here's a four-year-old who'd be then potentially tackling a Miracle Mile fifth up from a spell where he's run his previous three weeks in succession. And, um, you know, to be fair, if the, all conditions are right, weather and track, you'd expect them to be breaking 50 in the chariots. So then you've got a four-year-old that's broken 50 three weeks in a row and you're asking him to step up into a miracle mile, um, you know, I, I'm just thinking, is the temptation there perhaps that some of these might actually decline that opportunity? Mm, well, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I think the limit will be three, just going on previous years. I think 2019 there was three four-year-olds, 2017 there was three four-year-olds. So I'm certainly not expecting any more than three, but... It'll be interesting to see with these two sprint qualifiers and given that leap to fame's already there, do they go with a four-year-old who might be really unlucky, say a Don't Stop Dreaming or Merlin, in preference to one of those horses coming out of the sprint? So it will be interesting to see. Leap to fame off last week, winning that Newcastle mile, it's it's just been perfect sort of management by Grant and Trista Dixon to get him to the Miracle Mile. So he deserves to be the horse to beat, no doubt about it. Yeah, certainly, and... Um, you know, once Hot and Treacherous galloped uh, out of the gate and he was able just to sort of... I think he ha he was in front of him anyway. I don't think he would have got across it. If anything, if Hot and Treacherous hadn't have galloped, perhaps Leap to Fame just finds the front a little bit sooner. But uh, he was allowed then just to sort of amble forward and, and take the front when Grant wanted the front. Uh, he didn't really have to force anything in, in that regard then. So, uh, yeah, perfect. Then... Um, they've opted to bring him home and, and keep him in his own environment for as long as possible. I think that's a big plus. Um, he, he does tend to um, seem to be a horse that when, when he's in his comfort zone and, and he has been for a while now that he just keeps producing. So I think that'll be really, really good come next Saturday night for the Miracle Mile when he goes down there. You just mentioned Hot and Treacherous. He made that gate break last week in the Newcastle Mile. Are you surprised he's favourite with Tab for that first sprint, the Cordina sprint on Saturday night? Yeah, huge, hugely surprised. I didn't think that that would be um, how he'd line up. There's no emergencies drawn to his um, drawn to his inside. They're both on his outside, so he's starting from seven. Um, yeah, it's... 
don't know where he ends up in the run there because there's plenty of speed to his inside. There'll be plenty there looking to get forward. And I know that Newcastle mile run was inconclusive. Um, the fact that his first up run for Jason Grimson was over 2,300 and he looked a spent force 150, 200 from home. He was able to rally through and win the race, but the fact that um, he's back at a mile here, drawn gate seven, um, and the field that he's got to take on here, I'm, I'm, well, there's two things in this in this race that I'm have really surprised me. One that um, Hot and Treacherous is the favourite. The other is that Firefox is the emergency. Mm, I was going to ask about that, uh, given how well he's gone at his past couple of starts, and he's only the second emergency, so he lines up in a, a support race there on the card, so surely he's a lock for that race. Yeah, you, you'd think the fact that he's gone 49-2, and two, um, winning at Menangle, uh, he's then backed up a couple of days later in a trial, and he's beat Hi, my name is Jeff in that trial, and on 50.1 in a trial. Um, you know, that's just crazy, crazy amount of time. And the fact that, uh, yeah, that he's missed out, I thought there was perhaps a few that he would have uh, likely got a, a look in ahead of, but uh, that's not our decision. That's how, where they've landed. And, um, yeah, that's an interesting one. But Hot and Treacherous being the favourite, that surprised me. Speak the truth, he's got no favours in Gate 12, that's for sure. But he was good at Albion Park in his return on Saturday night. Um Nathan Dawson got the uh, handy pickup drive there and once he found the front he was just in cruise control so you'd expect him to be screwed down a little bit from that run and the and the trip down so but they've certainly got it up against them there in that from the gate and the the second the Allied Express sprint um be keen to see how high my name is Jeff actually lines up here um He's put together a bit of a picket fence, but I, I think this is his real test uh, against some really quality opposition and, and whether uh, he can take that next step, better eclipse. Um, of course, we saw, um, we've seen plenty of him here in Queensland with the Inner Dominion and last year with the, uh, the four, in his four-year-old season, um, Mac Dan in Gate 1. Um, so that's, that's probably not as strong, I don't think, but... Um, Probably going to be a little bit more tactical. Mm. Uh, hi, my name is Jeff. Is a, a very interesting runner there, given that he's got such a bad gait. So this is a, a real test. Just on that trial, just to the to the uh, naked eye, what did you make of the trial against Firefox there recently? Yeah, it's one of those ones. It's it's hard to get a gauge. All right. Uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, Menangle on Saturday night. So that chat tomorrow's day with Cam Hart's going to be most uh, intriguing, given that you know he's got. The, the key drives in both of those sprint heats with uh, Hutton Treacherous and Hi, my name is Jeff and Frankie Ferocious who lines up in the Chariots of Fire. So looking forward to that chat tomorrow with Cam. So the other race that I wanted to ask uh, uh, Darren about was the uh, Tough Monarch, the Trotters race there. So Van Sank lines up. Constantinople's really short, 160. Uh, he's a talented trotter, there's no question about that. But uh, I think there's a, a bit of a, a, a price gap there between Constantinople and Van Sank. As I mentioned, Van Sank made the Inter-Dominion final, Constantinople didn't. So uh, that's going to be interesting. So Darren's back online with us now. Darren, what are your thoughts on that Trotters free-for-all there at Menangle on Saturday night? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a, a good one to see how Van Sank sort of measures up. He had the, the big handicap there last week um, off the back of, um, you know, a track record run at Albion Park. Constantinople, he sort of sort of progressed through the grades off the back of Inner Dominion Consolation win that he got there. Um, yeah, it's a... I'd be keen to see how this plays out over the 2300. Um, you know, there's a, a few horses there that probably going to, to struggle to really step up. Um, Funky Monkey out in gate 11, where it, where it positions will be really interesting. We know um, she's a mare that can really fly the gate, so whether they, um, whether they have a really good look early on and look to put her into the race might just, um, and, then, and then opt for cover. Uh, it's an interesting way it sets up, but I think Constantinople, the way he's progressed in his last couple of runs, um, you know, he had a month between runs from the from the Inner Dominion Consolation through to his next appearance, and then I've been really taken with his next two runs. He's sort of worked to the front from wide gates, so I think he's the one to beat. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting early. I think there might be a bit of bit of jostling for early position over that longer trip. All right. Close it at home this weekend. Speaking of trotters, the Jim McNeil Trotters Championship final is the feature. It comes through as race four. Early thoughts here. Are you leaning towards defensive guy who's been awesome? Three for three this prep. Uh, clean sweep of the two heats so far. Or are you going with Gus? Or is hide and seek in the, uh, the mix as well? And I want to get your thoughts on that free-for-all there as well on Saturday night. Yeah, we'll start with hide and seek. Like... If he can trot all the way, he's obviously going to be, um, you know, a big threat. The thing with him, probably a little bit unlucky, that he's come up with, um, you know, there's nine horses drawn the front tape, and as a result, he draws the effectively the second line of that front tape. So he's going to have quite a bit of traffic in front of him in the early stages, straight off off the get go. So, um, you know, a horse that he's already shown that. He can be a little bit temperamental when they when he steps. Um, it'll all come down to the start for, for that. And Shane Graham gets the pickup drive there with Adam going to Sydney. So um, you know it, it comes down to how he gets him to start. Defensive guy, on the other hand, he has just been faultless. Um, and he's three runs back from a spell, really. But the two heats through this series, absolutely super. And I think he's right in the zone for for taking this out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, that said, if Gus wins this. I think um, he's just been nursed through the two runs back from the Inner Dominion, and I think if they, um, this is the race, he's got, got the miles in the legs, the two runs, um, you know, they, they really set him alight here. Uh, he'll certainly throw down a, a huge gauntlet to defensive guys. So I think, yeah, hide-and-seek is all... It's all dependent on the start, so he's one that you just have to take on trust. And uh, to be fair, I don't think there's a lot of trust there with him. And so I'd be, I'd be certainly working around the other two. And the other one that um, wouldn't surprise me running into a bit of money, and he's going to be at big odds, will be Hammerson. Uh, he won this race last year. No trotter's ever won this race back to back or multiple times. So um, you know, he's this type of horse that just tucked away. No, no effort in the run. He can he can finish off, and we see these longer trot races at Albion Park. They really open up in the closing stages. Yeah, they do. What about the free for all? Manila Playboys in action here. Deus Ex, turn it up, send it. Should be a good race. This. 
Yeah, it should be a, a great race considering, um, you know, the depth of the the Miracle Mile qualifiers that we get this lining up on our home circuit. So um, Manila Playboy, this will be interesting because he probably doesn't cross Northview Hustler to start with. You think Turn It Up gets first there and then, um, you know, if Turn It Up gets to the front over the mile, he probably wants to hold. So um, could be a, an early speed battle here. and uh, But if Turn It Up gets to the front, he's certainly the one to beat. Um, he wasn't able to get it done last time, but he was sort of um, forced to do a bit of work in the middle stages. He had a, ran a middle half of 57.9 over the 2100 there last time out and wasn't able to finish it off. So it all comes down to, to him getting a breather in that sort of middle stage. So if he can do that, well, then he's certainly the one to beat. But otherwise, Deus Ex, off what he's been producing of recent times, he's the one that you'd want to... Uh, be thinking could knock them off because of course last time all three of them met it was turn it up defeated deus ex and manila playboy in third mm. uh, that's all in front of us on saturday night we'll talk more about that on friday just two quick ones before we wrap it up this morning uh trent dawson has returned home from that sydney uh, uh campaign for real life made that error at the start so future assured and fact finder they don't get a chance to, to step out i think there was a little issue there with uh, future assured so we'll wait for another day there and um greg elkins we mentioned him last week still in hospital darren so where our thoughts and prayers remain with the elkins family during this difficult time yes certainly um justin was at track yesterday he had a couple of drives um he was just outlining that uh, possibly Greg's having another surgery today um, just to try to stabilise some of the internal bleeding. Um, so he's far from out of the woods and uh, they're just trying to, to maintain him critically. Um, yeah, it's not good at all at the moment. So um, fingers crossed and our thoughts certainly with the Elkins family, Matt and Justin and of course who we see on the track regularly and um, Greg's wife. So. Um, yeah, tough time for them, and yeah, we, hopefully that Greg pulls through. He's a he's a fighter, and he's a stubborn old bugger. So uh, hopefully that holds him in good stead. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Darren, appreciate the time today. We'll chat again on Friday. Sounds good, Chris. Thank you.